0: one two three welcome to the table with cliff hurt uh it is a pleasure to have uh one of uh perth's own (laughs) um but uh just a good guy um somebody that i got to do some yoga with uh learn from um yeah and somebody who i uh, respect um has some really good ideas um, and so i'm looking forward to uh, talking about a little bit more how we met um later, but Robbie Kerr, welcome to the table um Thank you for coming uh and yeah let 's jump into your story, man. Tell me about what it was like growing up as Robbie uh where you're from and yeah what were your parents like, and then we can just keep moving
1: yeah, cool man uh thanks for having me first of all <laughs> um, easy long time listener first time speaker. <laughs> 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 my man, yeah. Um, so yeah, I reside in Perth, 30 years of age, mm-hmm. um, grew up actually just out of Perth in a small country town called 2J, mm-hmm. um, I think I moved out there when I was about four and probably lived out on a, on a few acres out there, which my mum and dad still own, mm-hmm. uh, for probably about, um, oh, until I think I was about 15, moved to Perth and I've been, been living back in Perth ever since. Did, um most of my primary school and high school up in in northern in, in in the country which was uh it was just pretty cool to grow up in um in that sort of environment like sure. we had uh just under 100 acres of um of uh peaceful peace i guess <laughs> yeah <man. laughs> uh, yeah it's just a different different sort of lifestyle that um I'm yeah. hopefully one day be able to be back in in that sort of environment in, in one way form but mm-hmm. um yeah, at the, at the moment uh, working working Fifo have been for the last sort of seven yeah just coming up seven years now. Yeah. So, um, which has been a been an interesting journey. Yep. Um, yeah, very very sporty type guy, I guess. Yep. Played a lot of footy and cricket and and whatnot growing up. So, uh, yeah, sport was always a a big sort of passion of mine. Yep. Not that I could take it uh, <laughs> <laughs> anywhere else, it was more, more of just a hobby, but uh, thoroughly, still thoroughly enjoy my sports. So Definitely. That's still a, a big part of my life. Um, yeah, actually growing up in terms of work, I, I really actually wanted to join the army, um, Back back in the day,
0: which, um, <laughs> what made you want to join the army? I don't right? know. Uh, well, we did.
1: Uh, I used to do uh, through through my high school at the time. We had a army cadet program. Okay, um, so that was just a bit of an insight into that sort of uh, that sort of environment. And I think I've only, I only did that for about two years, from about yeah ages 13 to 14. So year probably eight and nine of high school. Yep. Um, just just love the environment. Love being out in the bush and um, yeah, just learning sort of different sort of skills I guess yep. we used to go on uh on on our annual camp up to to Bindoon which was always which is always really cool and I think they used to go for about a week so that was cool <laughs> literally just to live in the bush live off off rations for sure um and just uh so that that's what really got me interested in uh, wanting to pursue that I don't think that lasted for for too long. <laughs> I found I found, found something else to distract me, I guess. And, and then going through high school, I just don't, I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. I mean, yep. you always sort of got asked at school, sort of, what do you want to be when you grow up, and I just never really. I always had a lot of interests, a lot of passions, I guess, but just never really knew. That one thing that I wanted to do, I guess yeah. uh, it was always, always indecisive. So, um, do
0: you think that's a valid question that we ask young people? Uh,
1: I think we, uh, as kids, we get asked a lot, uh, a lot of the time. Yeah. But how are you supposed to know what you want to do for the rest <laughs> so of your life at true. the age of thirteen or fourteen? <laughs> like, it's just, it's ridiculous.
0: I, I asked somebody that the other day, man, and I caught myself, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't think you should know that. I'm sorry, I and still like, don't know what I want to <laughs> do.
1: <laughs> um, but I guess, I'd, yeah. Both from parents. Um, mum was a nurse, so she's been still a nurse. Uh, she's been a nurse since she was, yeah, probably late teens, I guess. Yep. She She's from New Zealand, so she's Kiwi. Moved over here when she was, I want to say, nineteen twenty-ish, okay. I guess. Yeah. And uh, dad's actually Anglo-Indian, so oh, really? he 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 grew up in in India oh, uh, wow. for the first fifteen years of his life. Wow. Um, which is yeah, he's got some oh. incredible stories um, from his childhood I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he him and his f- uh, family moved uh, to Perth when he was about fifteen. Wow. Um, and yeah, I think yeah, they met or I think they were met there yeah, in their early twenties, I guess, and yeah. got married and I got two two siblings. So yeah. an older sister, Rebecca, who's thirty three, mm-hmm. and yeah, younger sister Natasha who's Twenty-eight. Yep. So the middle child, middle <laughs> child syndrome is a thing, <laughs> <laughs> and the only boy, <laughs> and, and the only boy. Uh, so that was yeah, that was interesting growing up. I um, uh, yeah, always wanted a brother. Yeah, yeah. Always wanted just someone to kick the footy with or or play cricket with, I guess. And Dad worked from home for the majority part of living in in j so it was cool to have him at home most yes. of the time, even though he'd, he'd obviously travelled to Perth for work um, when he needed to. But um, yeah. Someone to keep the footy with after after school and, yep. and muck around, which was which was pretty cool. But yeah, two sisters. I just yeah, always wanted to always wanted a brother, I guess. And <laughs> I was somehow always the instigator of uh, of all the all the banter, all the conflict between between the two, <laughs> 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 which is always usually the case. But um, yeah, yeah. So up very very close knit family, yeah, which yeah, is man. which is awesome. It's um, awesome.
0: Yeah. And uh, do you you find that your relationship with your sisters? like has like i guess changed and evolved like over time and um or do they still carry some of those similarities (laughs) to like
1: (laughs) Uh, definitely definitely the years has has changed for the the good uh we were always obviously always pretty close Mm -hmm. but yeah you know at that young age yeah uh all three of us going through the teenage years and 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 um, (laughs) uh, whatnot but yeah these days we're we're super close that's Um, great yeah obviously all similar interests and values and
0: uh, and whatnot so yeah yep. that's, that's always so. important too right you know um, you know, keeping that close knit family and obviously that's a, a testament to your parents and uh, you know making sure that those values are you know um, honored and respected um, and, well. and you see the value in having those values and like obviously you guys are siblings and so like you said you share some of those interests and yeah that's pretty powerful um, I had Amy on a few weeks ago and we were talking about some of that and um, she was talking about some of the values that her parents kind of raised her with. Um, and, yeah, it was pretty cool to hear, like, also to hear, like, that perspective of perspective of, um, her, pa- her mom wanted to, like, make sure that she individually, individualized them as, like, humans and not just, like, lump them up as, like, <laughs> in the herd, you know, <laughs> um, which sometimes can just happen in families. You just get lost in the shuffle. Uh, so it's interesting to hear, her, like, think through that with me, too. Uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah. Um.
0: Tell yeah. me more. Tell me more. So, um, high school. Um, did you do any um, like traveling, like post high school, or um, you know during that 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 time between career choices and stuff like that? Yeah,
1: actually, I've, I've been very fortunate to do um, yeah a bit of travel through my through early and mid twenties. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, straight out of high school, uh, at that time, actually um, wanted to join the police force. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I can actually see you being a police. Right? You sure you're not undercover? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that that was that was something that was really I was really focused on probably for year twelve, um, yeah, seventeen to sort of twenty. I was really focused on yep on wanting to um, wanting to pursue that. So yep. uh, I did apply um, twice, I think, twice and got got sort of got knocked back both times. Oh wow. I, at a really young age, so yep. I, they do have a cadet program where you can you yep. can join at seventeen. So basically, straight out of high school, that was the first thing I'd uh, I'd applied for. Yep. Um, and yes, yeah, he saw that whole process through, um, only to find out that I, I didn't get in. Yeah. So they're quite very competitive. Oh, um, definitely. Um, and I think being at such a young age, even mm-hmm. though they do, um, they do want people to. to to, um,
0: join, join. I yeah, guess at that
1: at that young age, um, I just found that um, yeah, probably just wasn't the right time. Yeah, for definitely. Me. Um, so,
0: but why what, law enforcement? What made you? Uh,
1: <laughs> I think I've always had um, had an interest in obviously helping people in mm-hmm. some some way or form, but being uh, I guess a good um, role model in the community. Yep. Um, that's something that's always yeah, yeah, yeah. really surely interests me, I guess, and always putting other needs, other people's needs before my own, yep. which is sometimes a good thing, sometimes yeah, yeah. not not so good. Yep. Which I have learned over the years. Um, I, I didn't really want to be a normal run of the mill <laughs> traffic cop. <guy. laughs> <laughs> I wanted to either pursue being uh, being a detective or or maybe um, uh, the TIG or, yes. or, or or some specialised yep. unit, I guess, but. Um, finding out that that is even more competitive to get into, and I guess it's a long term, uh, yeah, it, it's a long term process, or something you can just get yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in the meantime, um, between uh, finding out that I didn't get accepted, mm-hmm. uh, still wanting to pursue it, um, you usually have to wait about six months before you can reapply again. So in the interim, I was just just working with dad actually. Um, just has a, a factory TA, um, earning pretty good, pretty good money for a <laughs> for an 18 year old. So, um, yeah, wasn't wasn't too too wise with the money and <laughs> splashing the cash on the weekend at 18 they're Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. 18 all, to
0: 20, we all think yeah. like it's invincible. and hey, this money's gonna keep coming. You know.
1: We're all my good mates that uh, had either started apprenticeships or gone to uni, so they're always a bit strapped for cash. So I was just yeah. Got it. So
0: why not spend? <laughs> Come it? on, boys! Make it rain. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that was yeah. That was two two years out of high school. I'd, I applied to the police force twice and yeah. got got knocked back. Uh, still wanted to pursue it a third time. Um, it sort of got to the point where I did reapply, but I was I was always weighing up my options to see. If, yeah, obviously, if that didn't didn't work out. Well, then there's another nil. Good yeah. part of a year not wasted, but good part of a year gone where I haven't really moved forward. I've sort of just been yes, been, been floating, I guess. And um, decided to apply for an apprenticeship. I actually, applied for an electrical apprenticeship yep. and uh, an automotive mechanic apprenticeship yep. at the time. wasn't really too fussed what i uh, what I got. Yeah, uh, it was more. Uh, I guess I was more wanting to have something to fall back on. Yep. Um, as a as a trade, I wasn't wasn't a scholar by any means. Yeah. Through, through high school, I uh, <laughs> I think my my uh, my term reports always to say Robbie is easily distracted by others, and is, <laughs> a, and is a distraction to others,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, which
1: I think so many young guys can relate to. I just. For sure. <laughs> I, as much as I, I did enjoy school for the social aspect, I wasn't really too much of a scholar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never had plans to go to uni. I did for a short period of time. Uh, I wanted to become a PE teacher, so yeah. <laughs> but that was that was very short lived. <laughs> Once I knew I had to go to uni, and yep. um, yeah, that that just that just wasn't for me. Um, yeah, so applied for an apprenticeship and actually uh, got a phone call. Uh, one day, saying I'd uh, been accepted for my automotive mechanic yeah. apprenticeship, yep. and uh, funnily enough, the next day getting a letter in the mail from the police force asking, um, saying that they want me to come back <laughs> and, re- and reapply again. So I was sort of found myself at a crossroads: do I do I spend the next four months going through the same entry process only to be? disappointed. Yes. Um and then not been any further in front and potentially having that apprenticeship just pass me by. yeah Uh so I had to sort of reevaluate what I what I wanted to do longer term I guess. For sure. Uh so decided to take the apprenticeship and yep. if I if I found myself wanting to, to pursue that um police force avenue again later on, well that's always going to be there. Yeah. But I guess having that apprenticeship behind me, having that trade behind me is always always For puts sure. you in good stead. Um, so yeah, pursued that at, I think I started, oh, I was about 20, yeah, 20. Okay. And did that for a few, yeah, my apprenticeship was about just under, under four years and yep. thoroughly enjoyed that because I think I've, I've always been, um, always been interested in cars yep. um, and the automotive side of things. Dad always, uh, tinkered with his old vintage cars like I have taken on myself these yeah, days. So it cool. was always, always an
0: interest. Are you building a vintage car? I've got two project cars actually. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. See, this is the perfect thing <laughs> that I talk about. This is why I like to talk to people cuz you find out later on down the track.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah now so um the first That's one That's cool. Yeah, so both old Holdens. Yeah, yeah. one a 1964 yep. EH ute. Yep. Actually. Um and the other's a 1968 HK Monaro. Oh wow. So both uh, both have been um bought off dad yep. over the years so he he bought the ute which was sort of our project together um in my sort of late teens early 20s doing it up and yep. um doing a full body respray and, and body work and whatnot so that was a, a cool project to yeah, have sort of outside school at the time to because we were living in perth at the time we'd go home or back up to 2j for the weekends and and spend uh spend time out there to um yeah playing around with cars and and my older sister Rebecca had an old uh, Alex Tirana at the time. Well she still does at the time, but that was a, a project of her and dad's as well. So oh, it was it was cool. cool to have that, that similar interest and yeah. and whatnot. And um yeah, just something that I, I really enjoy. I'm, I'm not much of a, a new car person, to <laughs> tell you the truth. I yeah. don't much love uh driving in in style. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm a classic, man. Yeah. One hundred percent through and through. So um yeah, that's a sort of a passionate sort of work, yeah. but that's that's to be honest, I, n- I never really saw myself as pursuing a uh, a career or, or a trade in in, yeah. in that field. I guess it was I, at the time it was something I was interested in, yes. but did I want to pursue it long term? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's, it's something that I'm that's p- okay. Yeah, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, yeah, so it was something I pursued, and and was was quite fortunate that I uh, did my trade at a, at a at a pretty good dealership here in Perth. Yeah. Um, and always had the the pursuit to travel. Yeah, It's the only thing. This really thing I wanted to do was just just get out and, and explore. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the 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 big bad world out there. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the big bad uh, <laughs> world. <laughs> um, a few a few of my good mates at the time who were going through apprenticeships as well. We sort of had a bit of a uh, a bit of a pact, I guess. Once mm-hmm. we once we complete our apprenticeships, to to travel yep. through Europe and and whatnot. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, at the time when I was sort of ready to to pack up and go, they they weren't. Oh. So decided I've I've got to do this for me. Yep. Got to do this yep. for me. I wasn't doing it for anyone else. So basically completed my apprenticeship. I think I worked there about a month, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, had a one way ticket to Europe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How was Europe, man? Tell that me was, about that. It was epic,
1: epic, <laughs> epic. So I think at the time I was yeah twenty three. Um had the intentions to live and work in london mm-hmm. after my travels yeah. so did the whole working visa uh and whatnot so i had a few things lined up through europe did about three months of uh of travel through there yep um and then yeah resided in london for a few months after that um <laughs> as most 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 aussies do um <laughs>
0: London's great, man.
1: Yeah, I did I, I did enjoy London. It's probably not somewhere I could live long-term. Same, same. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, when I was there, it was through winter, oh. through the winter months. So it was, to be honest, it was, it was pretty miserable at times yeah. and just mostly the weather. And um, I, I was fortunate where I was working, which was out west of London, uh, I was able to walk to work and basically uh, walking in, in the dark and the cold
0: yeah. <laughs> to work. And the only
1: sunlight you see was the... The hours you spent at work and then yeah. walking home in the dark wasn't, uh, uh, yeah, it just wasn't what I expected, I guess. Yeah. If I'd definitely do things a lot differently um, if I had my time again. Definitely. Um, I was pretty uh, pretty blase with my money, I guess. Yeah. Um, traveling through Europe, I wasn't really <laughs> living on a budget, so to speak.
0: For all you guys out there listening, Robbie likes to make it rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know who I'm partying with next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I found myself, originally just wanted to do hospitality. Um, I had a, a cousin uh, who, a friend of theirs, owned a, owned a pub in, in the outer suburbs of London. Yeah. So uh, I did tee up a job uh, to, to work there just mm-hmm. to do do some bar work and, and whatnot. I thought it was a good way to meet people. Yeah. and, um, But then, yeah, found I found I'd spent a lot of my money... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my money traveling, so I didn't really have too much of a um, a base fund to to, yeah, to, to fund well, that uh, that lifestyle in London. So, and then yeah, finding out there working for minimum wage yeah, w- just yeah, wasn't yeah. Uh, wasn't the best option for me. So, yep. i being, being, having a trade behind me definitely put me in good stead. So, I was able to, to get in contact with a with a dealership in yeah. in, in London and. Um, yeah, got a got a job basically <laughs> in the first couple of weeks and yep. found a share house close by and yep. just lived lived that life for, for a few months. Uh did a few short trips around the UK. Yeah um favorite, on, on, on favorite the on
0: the weekend. In, in the UK. In like UK. What, like outside of London. Um where'd you find like I really
1: that? liked Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did have a, a friend of mine uh just outside Belfast in Northern yep. Ireland who actually met uh when he was on a working holiday here in Perth. So yeah. we stayed connected and uh yeah, went and visited him, and just the countryside people. Yep. Even though I didn't get to explore as much as I'd like to, yep. um, yeah, that was definitely, definitely a highlight, yeah. a highlight for me. Um, but then you just found myself one. I was found. I found myself living. Uh, I guess working more than I wanted to work, yes. and traveling less than I wanted to travel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole idea was to to be over there, and being in a central hub like London, it's so easy to get around. It's so cheap to fly to. Europe, around the UK, um, yep. as as you please. So, uh, yeah, if I was to do it differently. Yeah, <laughs> t- t- t-
0: t- <laughs> but you live, you learn, you but You don't well, know, you don't know, you know what I mean? You don't know what, I mean, I think that's the beauty of it, though. You kind of went, you just went for it, man. I think uh, that's something that we do in our younger years, too. <laughs> and you just like
1: <laughs> to be totally honest, that was completely outside my comfort zone. Traveling, mm-hmm. I did travel in sort of small groups here and there, I uh, did a lot of solo travel as well, mm. which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and it just puts you in that place where you have to get outside your comfort zone. Yes. Um, the, the, I guess the unknown for me was uh, I was always good with, with uh, interacting with people, meeting new people yes. and putting myself in that position. Mm. But that was a bit of a struggle <laughs> at times as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, finding just by yourself in a in, a, in a completely me. different country, language barriers... <laughs> uh, yeah at times it was uh yep. it was difficult but yes. it's all all the experience and i yeah yeah i'm so grateful i was able to yeah man. able to to experience that and i'm i'm yeah i'm, I'm glad i took that took that leap yep um it was it sort of came at a um, bit of surprise to to some people yeah, parents man. and family <laughs> included they're like you don't have a you don't have a you don't have a uh, ticket back <laughs> when you're coming back i don't know i'll see you when i see
0: you yeah man <laughs> 10 years later i'm, <laughs> I'm living in perth eh? <laughs>
1: yeah so uh, unfortunately it uh, it got cut short too. it did get cut short i sort of i uh, think i was away for about seven months seven months all up but um yeah. decided to come back to perth with the intentions to to go straight back maybe work in perth for, yep. for six eight months and um top up the funds and then see out the rest of my working visa in the UK but uh, the plan was to try to get a a job in in mining yep Um, it's just an easier way to 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 save some save some cash but which which I did I sort of got back in uh, mid-January and was was in my first FIFO position by the end of Jan (coughs) so probably just enjoyed the the FIFO lifestyle a little bit too much. <laughs> and like you said, splashing the cash <laughs> <bit> too <laughs> but um too much.
0: But, I'll see you as, a, it's so funny, man, because uh, the, the person that I've met, like I know I've heard, I mean, we've talked about this before, um, and you've, you've expressed this, but now that you put it into perspective, it's just kind of funny, because I don't see you as that like person, I yeah. just, you know. I, nah, not, so these days, <laughs> yeah, not so much these days. I've learned. Well, of course. I've I've
1: so, yeah, started started working um, flying fly out um, doing some longer swings I so th- sort of three four five weeks away yeah. um, but I just had that intention that I was just topping the bank account up to, yeah. to get back traveling because I got the got the bug I guess yep. and just wanted to just wanted to get get outside of uh, Australia again so yeah. uh, instead of heading back to the UK and Europe which I originally planned yeah um, I think I, I was Working here for about a year, and then decided to do a trip to to the US, yeah. and a little bit through Central America as well, through through Mexico. Oh, so wow. that was uh, the following year of 2015, I think. Yep. So that was another sort of three three and a half month trip, mm-hmm. uh, which is absolutely epic. Um, <laughs> so many highlights. Uh, sort of started with a few mates. We at that at that time we we're in the the music festival scene, so we just sort of just. <laughs> toured around at all the yeah. uh the big sort of music festivals over there, but um so towards the end of the trip um my dad actually flew over and we did a massive road trip That's basically cool. um started in l a finished in uh finished in nashville so a lot That's of route sixty six cool. and yeah. um just the the southern states were were unreal.
0: Yeah, uh, did so you stop through New Orleans? Definitely New Orleans, yeah. Orleans was a New Orleans is <laughs> <didn't? laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: no that was that was definitely a highlight. I think we were, we managed to be there for Jazz Fest, which oh, I'm sure, uh, I'm not sure if you heard of it over there, which yeah. is which is massive over there, so that was really cool. That's crazy. Really man. cool vibe. Um yeah, the music scene over there is incredible, yes. so um, Dad being a big country music fan. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, when, it would have been perfect. Yeah, it was in it was <laughs> in his element, really. Um, uh, so yeah, and then found myself back in Perth, um, looking for another job, <laughs> 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 wanting to do the same thing again. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. sort of uh, uh, another another crossroads, I guess. Yeah. I, I really wanted to travel, but I was at that age where um, really wanted to try to adult i guess <laughs> and you know do the whole settle down by a house and every all year those i'm trying to adult <laughs> <laughs> how's that going for you i don't know <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a bit of a struggle sometimes but um yeah just as, as much as i wanted to travel I, I thought i was the the smart option yeah. to maybe put my money to to better things and um sort of decided to go down go down that path of um saving saving some money sure. to put put down for a deposit on a house and it took me a few years longer than I than I expected cuz I still
0: That's huge though, bro. <laughs> We're going to make it rain. We're going to get this house. We're going to make it rain, bro. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Robbie likes to make it rain. <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, so that's uh, I decided I started to put put my put my money and in focus into yeah. that, I guess and um yeah, continued working, working FIFO. Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of been at my current job for about just over four and a half years, yeah. and sort of found uh, found a, a love for it again. I guess there yeah. was a definitely a period um, where I just really wasn't enjoying yeah, that for sure. as much as the lifestyle. Re- the FIFO lifestyle attracted to yes. me. Um, yeah, the sacrifice of being away from friends and family for for long periods of time and. A lot of isolation and, and and whatnot just really got to me over the years. Yep, for sure. Um, so that's, yeah, something I definitely struggled, struggled with. But um, probably have seen a probably have a different outlook on it now. Yeah. Maybe over the last 18
0: months. Before 18 we months. go there, I want to ask you something about that. Yep. I just want to go back a little bit. Um, well, I. I Cause I, I can see you like light up very similar to like myself when I when I think about like stories and travel. Uh, what's some of the biggest lessons you pulled away from your travel? Um, be it London and then like going to you know over to the states and you know traveling, um, this you know the Americas. Like, what are some of the biggest lessons you take away from that? Um, what what does that travel like mean to you? Um, I, I mean, obviously, you know, it has some. Kinda of, but I always think, you know, people that are traveling in it like get that bug. It's like, you know, some kind of personal awareness, um, or it's like being on, you know, kind of seeing the world with new fresh eyes. What what is it for you?
1: Yeah, it's just seeing the world from a completely different angle, I guess. Yeah. I think for me, uh, it was the comfort zone yep. thing. Yep. That was that was huge for me, I guess. Um Yep.
0: Getting out of that. Yeah,
1: getting out of that comfort zone and I guess the thing I really enjoyed was I was able to be myself. Yep. I was able to I was able to be someone... Where would I put that? But I was able to be whoever I wanted to be.
0: Yep. Yeah. You know what with mean? With... with um, there's no, no... There's nothing expected. Yeah. Like people... Like you're just there. They don't know anything of you. Anything about and me. They don't really... They care to an extent that, like, you respect them, but beyond that, like, you are free to be who you want to be yeah. without any questions. <laughs>
1: as cliche as it sounds, I was able to um, just basically just be myself. Yeah. Be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like which at that time here in Perth was something I really struggled with. Yep. Um, probably for a lot longer than I yep. initially realised. Yep. Um. So I was able just to disconnect from certain things here at home and just be in the moment, enjoy things for what they were um, and and all those experiences that come with it.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, no, that's that's powerful. I, I think, you know, one of the things that people who are listening can take from that is just... To like travel and get outside of your comfort zone, and we'll jump into a little bit more of that comfort zone a little bit later, because uh, that'll talk us, take us into now and some of the things that you've been doing uh, with your um, Instagram and uh, social media content. But then you were talking about this isolation, and I know you've kind of shared this a little bit with me. Um, but uh, if you want to share it um, with the audience, um, we spent me and Robbie spent some time talking. Uh, <laughs> um, just yeah, we work at the same gym. Uh, it's been a few times to go out and have coffee and stuff like that. So I've kind of gotten bits and pieces of uh, you know um, the the change. And I remember you talking about the work um, and the, and the mindset around it becoming a little bit um, yeah, I guess negative versus like changing the, and like actually controlling the mindset and like seeing the bright side of it and then kind of like working from that space. Um, and so you care to express a little bit more about? I'll talk a little bit more about. That space and that transition um, and maybe what led you to it um, and then what kind of like took you out of it um, yeah
1: yeah so uh, for anyone that's worked in the in the mining yep. environment it is, it is quite a negative negative environment um, a lot of people um, obviously they've got their different reasons for, for yep. working flying fly out but I feel that there's a lot of people in that environment that are just really not happy with their yeah. with their current situation they yep. do feel. Uh, like it's a, there's no means to an end. Yep. Um, whether they've got family to support or or mortgage, and, and all that all that sort of financial yep. burdens, I guess. Yep. Um, but a lot of people find themselves stuck. They don't know anything else. Uh, uh, over the years, I've, I've worked with um, m- many people who have been in the industry for sort of twenty, thirty years, and yep. and um, whether or not they know, don't know anything different, but. Uh,
0: How would I put this? Yeah, I mean, I get you. You're saying like they don't. Yeah, it it is what it is, right? Like they they maybe they haven't. Um, sometimes. People are just unaware, too, of, like, their thoughts. (laughs) like, you get me? Like, it just be, this has become a habit. This has become a way of life. It's become normal.
1: Yeah, it becomes
0: normal. And so, yeah, I don't think you're, yeah, I think, yeah, I think what you're saying is is true in all spaces. But I can imagine in that space, it'll be quite difficult when you leave and going on and off and, you know, um, and your work schedule is crazy. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think some people you may find, like, some people, can thrive in it but like yeah it is not the ultimate situation where you can have you away from your family and you're working for two weeks and then you come back for two weeks or six weeks or whatever you know mm-hmm. the, the situation may be so i get you i get what you're saying
1: yeah and if i it's it's definitely it definitely happened to me but if you don't if you're not careful of of um those associations and those yeah. negative um minded people i guess that, they start to uh those negative thoughts and an influence start to portray yes into your life and yep. that it dictates how you think <laughs> and um it's yep. yeah if you're definitely if you're not careful if you're not aware of it and if um you don't do anything about it it, it um
0: yeah it's yep no that's powerful man um you're absolutely right uh i mean uh, me myself um one of the things that i talk to my counselor about a therapist uh, you know like we, we kick it <laughs> I enjoy my sessions uh, is you know yeah this whole thing about like just being in control of your thoughts and like really um, you know like don't be afraid to be like why am I thinking like that why 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 because ultimately you control, like, your emotions, you're in charge of all that stuff. So, like, if you don't sift through the whys and why you feel like that why you perpetuate, like, or why you allow this situation to perpetuate, you know, then, like, then you're kind of the problem. But like you said, most people. are unaware of it. Yeah. And, yeah, and or don't want to do anything about it or get stuck, yeah. um, you know, and, yeah. And some people don't, like, they never want to talk about it. They never want to fuss about it. But it can be detrimental, you know, in the, in the long run to health, um, you know, to the family, um, you know, to kids. Uh, so I think, yeah, what you say is really powerful. Um, and what what did you do to, like, what did you do specifically to kind of combat that that mindset for yourself, right? Like, cause like you said, association is crazy. Association and, is a the the whole. If, that, if that's the way that everybody's thinking, you're the odd one out. If you're like, but wait. <laughs> is this healthy <laughs> if you don't challenge those thoughts
1: yeah yeah it's a hard habit to a hard cycle to break uh for me yeah that was that period of time was uh it was probably two or three years yeah um just really not enjoying what i was doing yeah. resenting flying back to work yeah uh, there's definitely times where i was I found myself at work just completely overwhelmed with Anxiety, yeah. Um, that feel of disconnection from yes, from things happening at home to the point where I just there was there was a couple of times where I, I sort of had a had a bit of a chat to uh, some guys at work and was able just to, to fly me out for the weekend. I just needed to get away yep. from that environment, just need to clear my head, yeah, and come back with a fresh mind, um, the, the, the following week, yeah. Um, but that was just an escape, I guess. I still wasn't. Um, I still wasn't confronting the issue mm-hmm. at hand. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, man. Yeah. That like you can't change what you can't confront.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you're not willing to, yeah, it's all good having the awareness around uh, your thoughts and and feelings, I guess, but. Yeah. Nothing changes if nothing changes, I guess.
0: Yep. No, you have to For me I,
1: I had the awareness, I guess, uh that oh, there was certain yeah. issues. Yeah. Issues is a probably a, Yeah. Yeah, that's a probably what I'd use. Uh but I just wasn't in a position where I was um I could confront those. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah. No nah, man, I completely agree with that man. Yeah. I've, there have been a few times in my life, yeah, you know, where I, like you couldn't have summed that up best, man. Like where you kind of have to sit back and just be like, okay, I gotta like deal with this, like here, hmm. like you know, like I gotta like sit down, sit through this in my heart and my, you know, um, and only you can do that, um, and then you can find relief. And sometimes that relief doesn't come until after you actually like take steps and take actions towards changing you know actually after that confronting so that's powerful um there
1: were definitely some i wouldn't say there were aha moments but certain moments where i just drew a a line in the sand and so this is enough and i'm sick of tired of being sick and tired i guess and uh, i want to make the change i want to be the change for myself yep um and took the necessary steps to to change i guess and that wasn't an easy thing by any means yep um i never
0: is no Man, But I was f- that's powerful. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but I was fortunate to have a, a really good support network around me with close yep. friends and, and family more than anything. Yep. Um really caring and loving parents and, and siblings that um yeah, were just were just there for me, were just a, a safe ear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then getting outside of that and actually getting some outside yep. perspective. Yep uh, on my current situation r- really helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't easy. Yep. Uh I had to become Really become vulnerable with myself before I could be vulnerable with someone else.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
1: it's going, a bit, going a bit deeper. Yeah,
0: but but you, like it is really like you know like that's just just the truth, man. Like um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had a few moments this year. Like I said, when I've been talking to my therapist, when I'm just like, whoa, whoa, I wasn't expecting that to come out. But like she asks like a provoking question. Um, that you just need, you know, and you know, once you're comfortable, you just like, okay, well, I'm just going to say the answer, and then you listen to your answer, and you're like, whoa, like, whoa, <laughs> um, you know, like, you're really doing the, like, doing the work, um, yeah, now that's powerful, bro, um, yeah, so now, um, your headspace now, work now, let's talk about now, what you're doing now, um, jump into some of these videos that you've been uh, sharing, because I think a lot of how we met was um, through uh, yoga, yoga practice at the gym, uh, sitting in the sauna. <laughs> I always tell people, people laugh at me uh, when I'm like, man, I have some of my deepest conversations. And I'm like, it's like you're like at fight or flight. So like you are just in there, just like automatic, no nonsense. Like, I mean, I've had some of my deepest conversations in, in the sauna with people at the gym, <laughs> you know, like. Um, and so, yeah, we have we've. we've had good deep conversations meaningful conversations ask the questions um yeah what's 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 on the horizon what are you doing now um, how you feeling now about work and uh yeah and then i'll ask some more questions in relation to like some of the videos you posted and like what some of these you know phrases mean to you
1: yeah so uh, probably in the last 18 months i just had a completely different outlook on uh what i'm currently doing mm-hmm. and uh yeah just which where i want to go the direction of my life that i yep. that i want to be in control of yep um i'm enjoying my work a lot more because yep. i know it's it's not a long term thing yep. for me yep i've got uh, other aspirations outside of working fine play out so uh it's it's accelerating a few things for me financially in, yep. in that term um to get myself in a position where i don't have to mm-hmm rely on that, uh, that type of income, I guess. Um, and just, yeah, just completely changed my mindset and started to really look inward and, and do some, do the harder work mm-hmm. on myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, quite fortunate to have, uh, some people in my life, um, as guides and mentors, but, um, for me it's, yeah, it was just really peeling back the layers and, yep. and start to really become vulnerable with myself. Yep. Um, and, yeah, like I said, just do the harder work. So Yeah, um, for sure. For sure. Created a bit of a reading habit yeah. and reading some some really good books that have just really helped me Yeah, uh, just completely, obviously, just changed my mindset around, uh, obviously, yeah, my current habits, issues yeah. that, are, that I need to work on, some areas of my life that uh, I know need some work yeah. uh, to, to become a better version of myself.
0: Definitely. What are some of those titles that have helped you? Books-wise? Yeah. Uh,
1: one of the first first books i read was uh it's similar to the compound effect but it was called the Slide edge okay by oh, now you're testing me
0: that's all right you said the Slide the edge slide yeah? edge yeah yep.
1: i want to say dan olson okay uh similar aspects to the compound effect by yep. darren hardy but it's yep. all about the the small incremental uh decisions we make each day are yep. either compounding against us or yep. compounding us compounding for us yep um, and it's in those simple daily actions yep. that um, over time are either yeah working for us or working against yep. us. Uh, the next one, which was actually a really good read, was called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I'm not sure if you've read that before. I have read that. <laughs> Just
1: the title. The uh, title. Fir- when I first heard the title, I said, "I just, I said, this is what I
0: need." <laughs> it sounds pretty good, though. Yeah, it is.
1: It's a. It's like I said. It's confronting. Yeah. Um, but at the time, and it is exactly what I needed. Yeah. Um. So obviously, the yeah, the power of um. i
0: may have to borrow that, bro.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Read it. Um. Yeah. For me, for. For a long period of time my mm-hmm. self-talk was it was brutal i was unaware of it as well which is um which is pretty pretty scary as well
0: bro well one of the scariest exercises so this is my homework uh like it's been my homework for the last like month or two with my, my, my like it's to monitor my like self-talk
1: whoa bro Whoa.
0: And that's what I, that's why I come up with just like, well, why? Well, why? Well, why not? Right. You know, like so like doing all of those exercises in your head, like and then getting down to like the root reason and you're just like, whoa, is it that? You know, like and being honest with like, well, it is that only I mean, you know, they're only. Yeah, that's only so many. Like, yeah, that's tough, bro. Like that's been an interesting exercise over the last two months, to say the least. You, so I get you.
1: you writing these things down as well yeah <laughs> that's the hardest like I was never good at putting my thoughts feelings onto paper yeah so when I uh I first journaling journaling yeah I was was never good at even through school I was never good at writing stories and all that sort of stuff yeah but, uh basically just wasn't wasn't interested in that sort of thing that's why I probably wasn't good at it yeah uh, didn't want to pursue that but definitely in the last probably couple of years started to really uh, put those thoughts into onto yep. paper and uh revisiting those is is pretty is pretty cool as well because it Definitely. um you can you can gauge on how far you have come yep um, obviously like yourself you have good days and bad days So some sure. lot, some some days your your thoughts and feelings on paper um you yeah you look back and and try to yeah just see where your headspace was at in that yep. day and
0: yeah. Like reflect on it and you know, like and yeah, and see how far like you said, r- how far you've come. come. Um, you know, like I think it's that's never gonna be a straight
1: line. Yep. It's <laughs> so always gonna always gonna be a lot of course correction, yep. unfortunately. That's but sure. um,
0: Yeah. No, that's good, man. Um so let's jump into some of these. Uh shoot, um first thing that comes to like your mind. Um I want people to go check out uh your Instagram. What's your Instagram handle?
1: I think it's just Robbie, Robbie underscore. Robbie Kerr, 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 Kerr
0: underscore. underscore. Gotcha. Uh, check them out, y'all. Um, putting up some videos lately that are like, uh, and this is a conference zone thing for Robbie, I know. Oh, we talked about this off air. Um, but like just saying some really like powerful stuff in relation to some of the things you just mentioned. So self-talk. Uh, some of that for me. What do you think self-talk should be? Um, how, how, you know, how can somebody go about just simply um, addressing the self-talk, you know, um, theme because like it is quite powerful I think sometimes we don't um, really understand like what our self-talk and how it's leading us to like act and react to people even though we don't necessarily want those feelings you know
1: well our self-talk directly affects our self-image so yep. the things we say to ourselves, whether it's thoughts or words yep. out loud are, are directly affecting how we view ourselves yep um, so it can be in a positive or a negative way yep our self-image is always going to directly affect how we perform in a certain area of our life. Yes. Poor performance will obviously cycle back to poor self-talk. Yep. Poor self-image. Yep. Positive self-talk, positive self-image. Yes. Is always going to lead us to a better performance in yep. whatever we're doing. Yep. Um, the good thing is we're 100% in control of our own thoughts, <laughs> whether we like to yes. admit it or not. Yep. Um, which is a good and, and bad thing, I guess. Yes. Uh, we have the power to replace those negative thoughts or negative words that we say to ourselves with something a little bit more positive and uplifting. Yes. Um, but what I, what I recently uh, heard on a, on a podcast or it might have been a book, I can't remember, but we we can only combat negative thoughts. We can't combat negative thoughts with thoughts. We have to combat negative thoughts with words. Mm-hmm. So we have to physically... Speak those positive thoughts into existence. Yep. Yep. Um, which is our words are so much more powerful. Yes. Um, yeah, it's something that I've really worked on on the last over the last couple of years. Uh, and yeah, I, I still have some some pretty bad days where I <laughs> I, do, I do metaphorically yeah beat beat myself up. But um, I guess I do have the awareness around that. I, my awareness is a lot a lot better these days, and I'm yes. able to to stop that and I guess, um, yeah, just reprogram the subconscious mind, I guess. Yeah,
0: no, it's good, man. I think it's a good, I think it's a... I think we forget that, like, these things are an exercise. Like, it is something that you have to do. It is an action. Um, and I think when we talk about the the mind and stuff like that and, and thought and the power of thought, uh, people think that it's, like, all oh, this hocus pocus, but really it's just the same work that you put into, like, action for something else that you, like, that you want. Um, and I think the mind is supreme. I think, like, if you can really wrap your head around, like... Um, just really working through your thoughts, um, some magical stuff can happen. So that's quite powerful. I love uh, the videos, uh, the video recently that you posted about that. Comfort zone. I heard you mention comfort zone a lot. Um, do you think that a lot of um, Do you think that a lot of people um, sit right in their comfort zone and maybe miss out on like so many? Cool experiences and life lessons because the comfort zone is like cozy one hundred percent and
1: that's usually all driven by fear yep. fear of something mm. so for me it was uh the fear of failure was was a, was a big thing and it's something yep. I'll probably still uh, still struggle with today yeah, yeah. In, in in different in different time. aspects yep um i'm a recovering perfectionist <laughs> <laughs> until <laughs> i'm like ah is, 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 is one way to put it uh so yeah uh, i love that <laughs> uh, having all your ducks in a line i guess yeah, and, yeah. um yeah but the, once once you realize that that things in life are never going to be perfect uh, yep. you're never going to be the perfect person the perfect um brother sister yep. partner yeah whatever um, but it's all about progress. Yes. It's all about progress. Agree. And the steps you take each day toward that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And look look good, feel better. Tell me, what does that mean to you?
1: So I might rewind a little bit. So halfway through last year, I, or each year I, I try to do jo- dry July. So mm-hmm. give up al- alcohol for a month. Mm-hmm. Raise money for, for some type of cancer, yep. cancer institute. Yep. Um, last year I decided to give up alcohol for six months. Yeah. So not just the month, I decided to stretch that out until the end of, <sighs> end of last year, which was which was a really good challenge for me. Yep. Uh, and the Look Good, Feel Better Foundation was who I chose to support through that. Yep. So they, uh, they've been around for about 30-odd years, and they help cancer patients work through the appearance-related side effects yes. of, of cancer treatment. Oh, wow. Uh, so uh, they put together sort of in-house workshops. They do online uh, workshops. Obviously, we're probably doing more of that through COVID last year, um, but just help the cancer patients work through the appearance-related side effects of their cancer treatment and yep. just getting them to feel better in their own skin and, yep. and comfortable in, in their self. And I'd honestly never heard of them before uh, choosing them, um, but I guess what really resonated with me was... I sort of just tried to put myself into their shoes and yeah. someone's position, and I just I just visualised someone uh, someone like that waking up first thing in the morning, looking themselves in the mirror and just really not feeling comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that that was definitely me for a long period of time. Um, wasn't comfortable in the person that I mm-hmm. that I was, uh, and in a social environment felt like I had to become a different person Mm -hmm. just to, um, just to fit in, I guess. So that's when led me down, uh, a path of, um, abusing alcohol. Yep. And, um, then obviously drugs came into that as well. So, um, that was basically my, yeah, early mid twenties was, was just that, that that. party, that party lifestyle. And that's, uh, that was a big issue for me even when traveling, um, I basically just looked at my travels as one big one big party and <laughs> that's the way to travel no. <laughs> yeah. well at the no, time no, it's, it's the exactly what I, what I wanted to do I, I needed i felt like i needed this escape from yes. who i was yep. here in perth yep. with the people i surrounded myself with yep. and i wasn't comfortable in just wasn't comfortable being me yeah yeah no, so I get that. that's why i
0: And we use all of these other things to, like, help us get to this place. But at the end of the day, you still come out feeling probably even worse because you're like, oh, you're still not confronting, like, the, uh, the, the fact that, like, actually, this is who I am, or this is what I, you know what I mean, like, or this is, you know, and, you know, coming to grips with that and, like, mm. accepting yourself, like you said. Um, and so sometimes we go to the whole opposite extreme just yeah. to, like, come back I'm gonna be like, ah, you know.
1: <laughs> so the six-month challenge for me was I just really wanted to get myself to a position where yep. I could be in a social environment and not feel the pressure to partake in, in, in having a drink it wasn't just having it having a beer or yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. taking it to the next level like yep. um i always had a really bad relationship with alcohol yep um like i said i wasn't comfortable when the person i was yep sober yep so i had to <laughs> basically become someone else just yeah. to just to feel like i yep fit in. yeah yeah i get
0: that i get that uh,
1: and i yeah as i said i was never really in control of it yeah Yep. Sort of always get to a, a point of the night where there's that, that tipping point. I know if I have, if I have one more beer, that's me done for the rest of the night. Yep. And in the early hours of the morning, and then I'm paying it. I'm paying for it for two, three, four days. Yeah. Later, <laughs> oh, um, and I was just never really able to to pull back and yep. uh, bring in the reins. So for me, that challenge was. I just wanted to change that association we always have with with alcohol yep i mean it's it's it's, it's in our culture it's yes. something that's so normalized yeah and it, it's not that it's it's a it's a bad thing, but from i mean from the time from sixteen seventeen when i when you know young yep. people rebel and yep. high school parties and binge drinking and all that sort of stuff I and mean, that just follows you through every yeah. we associate drinking with everything we do, yep whether it's a birthday a wedding a, an engagement party yep. or a Watching the footy with some friends, or cricket, or, or what what have you go at yeah. the dinner. There's always that association. Yeah, and what I found was we actually get asked more questions as to why we're not partaking in that, yes. not drinking. Yep, as to the reason why, why. we are. Yes, yeah. And I Just found that so weird. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for me that challenge was 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 really really good. It's yep. uh, It's something that yeah, t- obviously powerful. took a lot of discipline. Yeah. Of um. I obviously, had my reasons why behind it. That's what was driving yeah, me. Yeah. And towards the back end of the the six months, it was really it was really more focused on the discipline of just yeah. following through with something that I told myself I was going to do. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Which
1: is it, it that happens very rarely these days. We tell ourselves so many things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Or, and then, not follow through with it. Yes. And yeah, that's what breaks our yeah. breaks our self image. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a yeah. little thing. It's it's not. Not overly big things is the things we tell ourselves we're going to do each day, each week, or goals we set that we don't follow through. Yep.
0: Yep. No, you're absolutely right, man. It's the little things. Just doing the little Little things is you know, and you feel good about it <laughs> when you do do them. You know, like and they could be just so little, and then they affect you the rest of your day. <laughs> you know, um, just starting that little, you know, whether it's like meditation or whether it's you know having a read instead of picking up your phone. Uh, those little things are powerful, you know, um, and they they mean a lot and they actually help the mind, you know, focus. So that's it's powerful because I'm thinking about like my little things and I'm like. You know, like all right, we've got to keep that momentum, <laughs> It's easy to do these things at the beginning of the year, um, but it's also easy not to do, yeah, that's where
1: we slip up, yep, yep, yeah, so easy to do, but just as easy not, not to, to do. do it, yep, and we always think, oh, I'll just I'll do it tomorrow or yep, I'll do it tomorrow, and that just gets put off and put off, and yep,
0: Until you haven't done it at all, and then you're looking like, ah, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I get that,
1: <laughs> yeah, so through that i i uh six months or the back end of last year, I really just wanted to focus on reaching out. Yep. Um, obviously using my social media as, as a medium, which I've never really used in that aspect before. Um, so I just wanted to create a just a safe environment around me, not just in the community or in a workplace or with friends, but just to be that safe ear for people yep. to feel that like they can uh, – um, they can talk about anything, yeah. and, everything. and especially in guys, mental health is um, is, a, is a massive issue. It's a and
0: massive it's, issue, bro. Like our talk, our, like I think guys, like I, I've realized, and it's not like just like one culture. Like I've thought about like a lot of my like reflection and stuff like that, and like our behavior a towards one another can be quite toxic. And then it's like layer toxic <laughs> toxic. And it's like we like layer it. So it's like, um, you know, you Yeah, sometimes I feel like, man, like we've created this thing where like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like, um, so you better do and you better be doing it for you. Cause at the end of the day, like, you know, like it just you um yeah, I, I'm still trying to like sift through this and where I stand with this. Um yeah guy's mental health is like we know we know the statistics um yet we can like we like I noticed that we continually like will perpetuate the same behavior when we know like maybe we should stand up in a situation or maybe we're like that's enough you know like when we should actually like set a healthy boundary uh in a situation whether it be amongst friends or you know what i mean like i i you just see it and you're like Ugh. Like, that could be, like, so destroying you know, like, on another brother's behalf or um, even for yourself. Like, when you don't stand up, once, what's, what's another one of those little things where you're just like, well, I should have stood up in that situation because that was completely, you know, like, um, so I, yeah, I'm still trying to sift through through this with balance, you know, um, how we approach men's men- mental health because a lot of our stuff is cultural, right, and we we have these things where, we like laugh at everything. Um, and so even when it's like serious stuff on the table, I think you should laugh at it. Um, also sometimes we need to work through it <laughs> and that's a healthy space, you know, like I think, um, and I think you, that goes back to like your why and like knowing the intentions of those around you. And so it really takes you into vulnerable, vulnerable space anyway, um, which people don't really like. Um, and it shows us who we are, what we're really thinking about. Um, yeah vulnerability and these things man that you bring up are like really interesting like topics that i'm just like i said i'm working through working through through, through my therapist myself um uh, so it's interesting to hear you say this but like i yeah men's mental health is a big thing for me right now in the sense that like i've been talking to a few guys and even guys that i've had on the podcast and really intrigued to like um as you know, the yoga background for me, um, but even in that same space, like, create this this space where, like, we have mentors and a space for, like, meditation and stuff like that uh, where guys can kind of get together. I may have mentioned it to you before, too. Um, I think it's a need for it. I think it's essential. And we're not to come and, like, talk about all our gripes and all that stuff, um, but just finding the balance, celebrating each other's highs and lows and really doing it in an authentic, vulnerable kind of space. Um, I think meditation and mindfulness is one of those kind of spaces. Um, and that doesn't happen often, you know, usually like we're ego gloating, um, we want to like talk, one up each other, um, you know, like, um, and that, that's fine. Like we, we are men, we should compete. Um, um, but sometimes people don't even know why they're competing, (laughs) you know, like, uh, you should be only competing against yourself. yourself.
1: (laughs) It's hard not to sometimes. And for me, it was definitely an ego and a pride thing that I felt I can work through this myself. Yeah. We're not humanly possible. There's no... I mean, some some people... I take my hats off to some people who are able to take the necessary steps and really work on themselves by themselves. Yeah. yeah. But the majority of us don't... I'm are not, are not like that.
0: We need other people. We and need, I think yeah. We're social creatures. Yeah. And I, what I appreciate about you is you always have a mentor. Um, that's something else that, like, um, I wanted to ask you about um, mentoring. Um, are, are you... I know you have mentors, but, like, are you yourself, like, doing any mentoring now that you've kind of like had the experience and
1: I wouldn't say no no mentoring I think for me uh definitely through the last six months and actually trying to um to reach out to to people on a social media platform yeah. like like Instagram and just it's just been through a sh- few short videos but um it's just how to put it Yeah, it's just putting my struggles out there—the yeah, things that I've really had to work through and yeah. how I've learned to overcome. Yep, and just hoping that it 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 can um, it can help someone yep out there that could be going through a similar for sure. Uh, no man, that's my position uh, because I know we all we all struggle with, oh, with some things, yeah, and, and some people aren't don't have the the. Um, the c- capacity to, to, to yep. stand up and yep. and, and, all make the it, support. and make all the support to yeah. stand up and make a change. So maybe – and it's it's not that, that – like I've had quite a few people give me some good, good positive feedback, but you never really know the ripple effect that you do yes. have on on the community out there. So, yep. um, yeah, That's it's just powerful. to really yep. really put my struggles out there for everyone to to see and, and to, to be really vulnerable with myself and yep. other people yep. in the hope that it does um, – maybe spark something inside someone else and, yep. and 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 help them make a change.
0: Yep. So guys, uh, I am talking to Robbie Kerr here. Um, thank you for tuning into the table. Um, this is around that time where we, uh, me and Robbie probably can talk forever <laughs> about this stuff. And, uh, and obviously I'm always getting some tips from this guy. Like I said, uh, somebody I respect, um, has, uh, worked with and kind of asked some questions about different things in my life. Um, uh, so I see value, um, and, and what he's doing and like what he's thinking about and the values there. Um, we're going to transition to some like lighthearted, fun questions before we end with our, like. Three gratitudes. Um, I'm gonna have to have Robbie back because I'm pretty sure we can open up some of this stuff. <laughs> By the end, we'd we'll be like, "Oh man, <laughs> Robbie!" I told Robbie the other day. He sent me a text back, and I was like, "Did you sound like my uh, my, my therapist?" <laughs> he was like, "Ah, man, you know." <laughs> I'm like, "You see the same lady?" Or <laughs> he's practicing to be a therapist. <laughs> uh, that's that's his uh, other calling, um, but. Yeah, man. Let's uh let's shoot. What are you listening to at the moment? Top three tracks, songs that you're like, uh, and maybe you're just like, nah, I'm in the like flow space right now. I'm listening to stuff without words. I get that too. <laughs> yeah,
1: a, a bit, bit of that, but um
0: Any new albums you've been like, albums?
1: like, ah No, not the top of my head. I'm a I'm a shuffle type of guy on Spotify. Yeah. I just usually <laughs> hit shuffle and whatever comes up comes up if it's <laughs> Something new, something old. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I go through go through uh um, yep. yeah, different phase. It depends what the mood is like on the yeah, day. For sure. Um Yeah. Yeah it could be absolutely anything. That's the, <laughs> that's the that's the when you hit shuffle, that's the beauty of it. You, you just don't know what's coming
0: <laughs> next. <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah, I, I have my days when I'm shuffling. Uh, <laughs> every day I'm shuffling. No, man. Um and tell me top three um Top three influences at the moment, um,
1: people. Um, oh, my parents are definitely a good, a really good influence yep. in my life. But yeah, um, just a close friend and mentor of mine, um, a couple that um, just really, uh, just sewing in some good stuff to me, and, and just really help me, guide me through um, all the ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, I'm really, really grateful for that relationship, and yeah, the connections I've made um, over the last couple of years. Uh, It's really put put me in good stead, and um, yeah, it's it's all about the power of association.
0: Yeah, man, man, that's been like turning up a lot in my, uh, you know, in my world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but it's true, right? Like as you read, like I'm reading a few books now. Reading uh, how to unbook yourself, Uh, and it's a pretty cool book, Uh, and I'm almost done with it. And like, yeah, he he speaks on that a little bit. And I, you know, you go back and reflect on books or things that you've been reading, and like that's one of the biggest things, right? Like our association, but also Meslow's hierarchy of needs. Suggest that you like need people, but um, you know, when you start to like look at that, it's also like based upon like wait, yeah, it's just really interesting when you say that. Um, and yeah, man, what um, what would you say? uh to our listeners um if they're trying to do some work similar to you or if they're trying to uh get maybe get in the field like they they actually want a job in in the industry um any tips that you can give them or even um for our listeners um who are trying to uh do some work on themselves and stuff like that what would you say to that listener uh, what advice would you give them
1: just have the courage yep yeah courage to be vulnerable yep with yourself yep because I think you need that vulnerability with yourself to be able to be vulnerable with someone else yep. if you are seeking outside help or perspective, I guess. Yeah, um, Yeah. it's just really peeling back the layers of yourself and getting, getting dirty, <laughs> getting hands dirty.
0: People don't like to get dirty, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah.
1: T- being vulnerable just takes courage. For sure. Takes nothing but courage. Yeah.
0: No, you're true. You're absolutely right. Um, and let's see, um, before we get into gratitude... Um, five years, five years, um, uh, from now, um, or five years ago, what would you have told yourself? Um, uh,
1: oh, take me back fact five years and I was in a, a pretty rough spot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um.
0: That's a tough one. Yeah. Well, what would you say to that, Robbie?
1: Oh, what would I, the current? Yeah. Say, oh. Just take a good hard look at yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look at yourself, <laughs> mate. <laughs>
1: no. Um, yeah, I'd probably say, that is a tough question. I'll have to sit on that for a bit.
0: <laughs> that's all right, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, five years ago, I was not in a good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but would you have told yourself that it would it, it gets better? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
1: definitely gets better. Just to take each day on its merits. Yep. You're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days, but as long as you keep
0: picking yourself up mm-hmm. and keep moving forward. Yeah, that's good. It gets better. And, uh, <laughs> is there anything I left out, man, that you like want to mention, um, any of your other platforms? I don't know if you like putting no. stuff on YouTube or nah, Facebook nothing, or anything like that. Nah. So just Instagram is your very name.
1: Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not too savvy when it comes to, <laughs> comes doing, to those social media bro, You're doing
0: good, bro. you putting the videos up there, bro. Yeah. Like, um, that's all you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You're just being,
1: being a voice for others, I guess. And, yep. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, are we going to see any of your cars are they up are they up in your Instagram feed
1: uh, yeah there should be somewhere somewhere deep oh, in now I I got to stalk you in uh, the Instagram
0: <laughs> feed bro I'm just like kind of up to date <laughs> 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 alright and uh, three before we end this um, once again thank you so much for being here with me man thanks for having coffee with me oh, and some banana bread you. and stuff I, <laughs> I was like Robbie, you like coffee and banana bread let's do this <laughs> he's like yeah man <laughs> uh, yeah I like knew that I probably wasn't gonna eat because I had to like deal with my nerves too. So I had to get up and go (laughs) through my whole little like um, routine and get myself together. Um, you know, cause it, it is these eye to eye conversations sometimes, like you said, and um, you know, you're asking these questions, but you know, like sometimes you ask a question, you're like, hmm <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know if I've answered that question <laughs> myself. <laughs> you know? Um and so it is a powerful um tool and medium here to uh, hear other people's stories. Um, but also I think one of the biggest things that we do is learn from other stories. So I thank you for sharing with me. Um and yeah, man, three things. We always end with three gratitudes, three things that you're grateful for, big or small. Um, yeah. And
1: Just grateful to obviously wake up each and every day and have a new opportunity to to grow, to become a better yeah, version yeah. of myself, I guess. Yep. Um, it's obviously something that I work on every day. Yep. Um, the association of, of, of a really, really good support network of yep. friends and family yep. <coughs> around me. Um, I'm grateful to them every day and just yep. grateful for myself more than anything that yep. I had the courage to keep pushing forward, yep. even in, um, yeah, even when I didn't feel like it and yeah. even at times where I just thought that, uh, yeah, I just didn't have any more to give. Yeah, I get so that. So I had, I was just really grateful for, <laughs> for my, my personal journey, oh, um, bro. and which is, which is ever evolving each and every yep. day and yep. it's, uh. That personal development. There's no finish line. Yeah, man. There's no. Uh, <laughs> there's definitely no finish line. So it's something. I, yeah, I work on myself each and every day, and I'm, I'm grateful for each day that I get to work on myself.
0: That's powerful, man. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for coming to the table. Um, I think that is like just great. Um, the courage to push, um, keep pushing out there. Um, and yeah man we look forward to having you back I know we can talk I'll have to have you in uh, on, on one of these uh, round table discussions that I plan to have that we can awesome. just like put our ideas in a little bucket <laughs> and pull them out and like every, <laughs> let everybody just like shoot <laughs> and I think some magic will come out of it no, that um, epic. yeah so thank you so much for coming, thanks man. man
1: thanks for having me appreciate it yeah man for
0: sure peace